Baseball family, welcome to this week's episode where we are going to talk baseball zen, premature flipulation, and City Connect jerseys right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I'm Brig, and I'm in the house with Mr. Bradman. How are you, Brad? I'm good. I think I'm more awake or more alert or with it than you, but yes. we'll see how things go. 100%. I am faking the funk today. I have been on a road <laughs> trip. <laughs> I drove from upstate South Carolina to Utah in just a couple of days. I made it safe. We're good to go. Rocking and rolling. And we are not going to stop because if I do, I will lose all this momentum and fall asleep. So, <laughs> real quick, if we pick up the pace a little quick. bit. Looking at this, though, you look like you're you look like you're recording in just like the void. There's like nothing behind you. Oh no! You don't see the watch? There's a watch right there. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, hanging on the wall. It's a big okay. fat wooden watch. I'm in nice. the basement of my parents' house, my dad's office. It's very cool. Um, anyway, they're very accommodating. <laughs> Here's the point. Baseball family got a lot of current events to go through. Then this week we're going to get into City Connect jerseys. We had a couple of releases already. And then we have some hopes and dreams for the cities they've announced upcoming for the rest of the season. So stay with us today. First, Rachel Bulkovet gets her first win as manager in Tampa with the Tarpons. Brad, this is exciting news. Not only exciting. for Yankees fans, I feel like, but for all of baseball and and women and, and young girls and i'll bet everybody at baseball for all is going nuts over this like this is mm -hmm. such this i i don't know i feel like we can't build this up any anymore right and and the big thing about it for me is like obviously she needs she want to get that first one out of the way get yeah you know just get through it um but the thing to me like the big takeaway for me was not so much just the win but to see how happy the players were for her in the high five line they were giving her high fives giving her hugs just like all of them were just super excited for her to get the first win because yeah. it's a, it's historic it is a historic win in professional baseball in the United States so Jeez. it was awesome it was very cool it was, it yeah. was fun to see uh everybody how how excited they were for her i agree with you and uh Hopefully to see money, much more of that. Many, much, many, much more. Many, much, mucho, like that. much and more, I suppose. <laughs> really briefly, we don't have a lot of information on this, but I do think it's notable. The information has come out about the Lerner family. They're considering selling the Washington Nationals. And Brad, my question to you is not why is this happening, but why is this information coming out? right now it feels like opening weekend is not the appropriate time to drop this ball of information so i i think what it is is it might be something they were kind of considering right that it's like yeah they've been thinking about this for a while but maybe it picked up momentum and maybe they're getting to be more serious about it since the end of the lockout mm. because they might be one of those one of those ownership groups or families who are owners who are just like we don't want to spend this kind of money anymore on baseball. We got in because we didn't have to meet a salary floor. We didn't have to pay guys a whole bunch of money. Now we've got Juan Soto who is asking for a boatload and the fan base is going to turn on us anyway. If we don't re-sign him and 100%. offer him the money that he is a asking for and B, quite frankly deserves right. Well deserving of yes. 
So like, they're just like, we don't want to pay that money. And if that's the way baseball is going, we don't want to be in the business anymore. I think yeah. I honestly think that's what it is. That's interesting. I, so the altruist in me sits here thinking good, right? Like this yeah. is, this is a wonderful opportunity to bring in new ownership, new Mark mentality, Cuban. new paradigm. What? Mark Cuban. Exactly. That's that'd be a great opportunity, but, but, you're you're saying wow this isn't good for us business wise i'm looking at it from the other side going wow this is great for baseball because if they're unwilling to play under these new rules and carry this momentum forward and they're going like no you know what we don't want to live up to this new expectation then good riddance i say so that's what i that's what i'm saying too is that it's yeah. it's not bad it's not bad for baseball get the cheap owners out get them yep. out because if they're not willing to pony up and pay the money that it takes to put a competitive product on the field they should sell their teams. We've been saying that for a while. We said that all through the lockout. Who was the woman that owned the Cincinnati Reds for a long, long time? She was all stingy about everything and had her Marge staff shot the dog. Huh? Was Marge Shot was also Mar- a racist. <laughs> yeah. Like a raging That's right. racist. She totally, totally. Yeah. So like I feel like we're experiencing another turnover here. <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> a landmark. Like Yes. Anyway, let's move on from March. <laughs> I'm getting tangential. Okay. Um, Transition. Brad is going to explain baseball betting to to us on the to me specifically, but to the rooters. And if you want to get involved in that and him explaining how to bet on baseball, he's in a state that where that's legal. Um, then then sign up for our Patreon. But first, we have to talk about this. And this is why it's important that we learn about betting on baseball, if you're interested. Because this guy, <laughs> he bet 50 bucks <laughs> and, and walked away with $265,000. Results are not typical. <laughs> what is it? The, the ad for the Barnes firm. I keep hearing on the Yankees radio <laughs> network, WFAM and WFAM-FM. Um, the, the they always have the disclaimer that says past results do not guarantee future future <laughs> results or something. Like Seriously, that. though, and that's how this feels, right? So anyway, he won two hundred sixty five thousand dollars. Uh, he ponied up fifty bucks in what is in the parlance of this crowd that Brad is a part of, known as a fourteen leg parlay. Now, if you're anything like me, the the only thing you know about a parlay is that A, it's a French word, and B, pirates use it during negotiations where you have to maintain some semblance of good faith. That's all I know. Brad, tell us something, at least a little bit about this. Okay, so a parlay. So you, you make your individual bets, right? Like, if I wanted to go bet on the Mariners, then I would just say this much money on the Mariners for whatever, win by this much, lose by this much, score this many runs, whatever. So you can pick your individual bets and then they return your odds, right? Like two to one, one to one, whatever, one point anyway. But what you do with a parlay is you take a bunch of bets and you say, okay, I think maybe two or three of these are going to hit. And then you put them together and then you get odds that are more in your favor because you have to hit all three. You can build those. The more and more you build them, the more and more you build them, the better odds you get, the more it's going to pay out. So um, I should have done this math earlier, but if this guy put down 50 bucks on a 14-leg parlay, all 14 of those had to hit 
and it said that he did them all on unders on the day, which is uh, you're choosing the total number of runs that are going to be scored in a game. So say that the over-under is nine and a half. So he took the under, saying that all of these games are going to score less than nine runs. Nine runs or less. They always do half right. so you don't push, right? Right. So um, I, I, if he won... because I have to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if my calculator is going to give me enough numbers, honestly, um, to be able to do the math on this, because this is going to be a really big number for his odds to be able to pay out that much. So if he won $265,272.29 yeah. and put down 50 he got <laughs> uh he got let's see i need to multiply that by or uh divide that by 2 sorry i'm thinking he got 20 uh, 265,272 plus 265,272 which equates to 265,000 to 1 about you 265,000 to one odds. Sorry, 2,652, anyway, to one oh, odds. Oh, okay. But still, that's okay. not good, but that's why it paid No, out those so are much. bad odds. <laughs> yeah. In a gunfight, you, you, that's when you run away, right? Like, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I think now, of betting. I'm like, uh. Now, you and uh, I were joking superior. about this yesterday because I put <laughs> I put down a bet at the D-backs game and ended up losing. And then I was like, I should just stick to like the 50-cent parlays like this. And right, I'm. I might start playing those, Brig. <laughs> it's an investment opportunity. <laughs> Apparently, it's akin to winning the lottery. Who knows what that? I don't. So anyway, if you well, want to learn even more if, about betting, so here's the thing. Uh, yeah, if you want to learn more about betting, we do it. We're going to be doing stuff on Patreon. But real quick, if he had put down a fifty cent bet, he still would have won twenty six hundred dollars instead of fifty bucks. And, yeah. If he had, if he had like hedged his bet a little bit or considerably more and only done 50 cents on it, it still would have been $2,600. Wow. So there you go. And this is just sheer luck. Like nobody says. Oh yeah. Yeah. He just shoveled a bunch of crap into that bet. Well, he had, he clearly had a strategy because he took all unders that he, that he went into the day and I don't know if he necessarily looked at all the games was like, there are not going to be any runs scored today because, um, this was Saturday. So it was technically the second day of the season and if you those were a bunch of low scoring games and on sunday you could have just about gone through and taken the over and won just as much exactly because everybody scored 10 runs on sunday <laughs> exactly right <laughs> <like> yes <laughs> yes so i don't know we'll get more into that on patreon but interesting pretty awesome pretty awesome well let's let's segue into our favorite character um rob manfred it's, it's, he has decided he wants to offer a peace pipe, a peace offering to the players. He's saying he's sorry, I guess, by sending them headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give Denise credit on this because she said, I hope they're, I hope they're noise canceling so they don't have to listen to him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> did say only, that. That's the only Brilliant. reason this would make any sense at all. So apparently there's a letter that he released in conjunction with this peace offering and Brad's going to pull it up and read it to us. I am saving this is a this is a genuine reaction 
Um, I didn't read the letter on purpose. I wanted to do it on the show. So here we go. Whenever you're ready, Brad. All right. Blind reaction to Rob Manfred's twisted <laughs> logic. So I think this is only part of it, but this is this is the part that I liked a lot. This is from the score. It says, please accept this gift as a small gesture of my appreciation for the hard work that comes with being a major leaguer and your respect to our incredible fans. Thank you for everything you do in a game that has such a rich history and deep meaning to our fans in the U.S. and around the world. Wishing you the best of luck for a successful season. (laughs) It sounds like a long version of a customer receipt. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for shopping. He's going to take it out of everybody's paycheck. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Your server was Tammy. I hope she did a good job or whatever, you know, like that's how it feels. It's just so, it's just so like lukewarm (laughs) at best, at best. And I I told my wife about this. I was like, what a joke. She's like the guy in the league who's making the least amount of money. I guarantee you could have just gone out and bought those yesterday if he wanted to. Totally. 100%. Like totally give him something that's more meaningful than headphones. No, like, no, it is the most meaningful thing, Brad, because if that's me, if I'm getting those headphones, here's the first thing I'm doing. I'm going down to my local trophy store shop and I'm going to get them plaqued like a golden glove and I'm going to have a freaking plate on it with etched engraving of some kind that said, I survived Manfred 2022 <laughs> survived the or lockdown. something. Yes, and and I put it on the trophy case with all everything else, <laughs> and, and then go buy yourself better headphones than what yeah, you gave or, you. Or who cares? You probably already have a set of headphones. Who doesn't have Everybody's their own set headphones. of headphones? Everybody's got nice headphones. Good grief, Rob. Okay, let's move on to some exciting news. Uh, we have a pitcher out of Japan. He is twenty years old. He just threw a perfecto. With 19 strikeouts, it's Roki Sasaki, and uh, yeah, Brad's repping the Perfecto hat today. That's right. Um, you can jump on the shop and grab yourself a perfect hat. We also have it in t-shirts and tank tops. Okay, but Brad, 19 strikeouts? That's that's like unreal. Dude, that is two and two-thirds innings of worth of guys who didn't strike out. <laughs> that's sickening you gotta there are 27 total outs in a ball game 27 he was dealing he was dealing yeah. i'm curious i mean obviously he's on big league teams radars now for sure but i'm curious how much been. i was gonna say i'm curious how much he was before how many teams had their eye on him um yeah. but the article specifically referred to him as a phenom so you could be maybe every team has had their eye on him and this is they're like, yes, he can deal. Well, this is this is definitely his calling card moment for sure. Big time. Do you think he'll he get cooking. the same amount of attention that we saw from like Suzuki and Ichiro and some of these other guys? Like, do you think it'll build that much hype? If he's tw- so, he's twenty. If he right. plays in Japan for three more years and continues to do stuff like this and just gets better, yeah. Yeah, he could be like the um, the next Dice K coming over, right? Uh, I don't I don't know if he'd be as big as Nomo because Nomo was a huge deal, but he could be up there with those guys if he continues to deal like this yeah. and doesn't have any problems. 
But the one problem that comes with bringing over pitchers from Japan is I read an article several years ago. I cannot find it to reference it. You have to take my word on this, but I think that the Major League Baseball, like the ball, is a touch bigger than the Japanese ball. Yeah. And that's, I've heard this. That's one reason that they think that Japanese pitchers have uh, elbow issues, why they all need Tommy John when they come over. Yeah. Which would make perfect sense to me. Well, and it's harder to hit a smaller ball. But it travels farther. That's true. Yeah. So, anyway. But, um, let's talk about PitchCom. We have some updates on PitchCom. I only know what the Red Sox and Yankees think of it because I've been listening to the broadcasts on my road trip. But, Brad, mm-hmm. um, I guess the Red Sox are not sold on it. The Yankees seem to dig it. Have you heard anything else from around the league or from the games you've been watching or listening to? I've seen different applications of it. Um, by that, I mean, like, catchers seem to have their preferred ways of using it. Uh, like, is it Kyle Higashioka? Higa- yeah. He puts it on his leg, on his right leg. Right. And then and then he covers it up with his glove while he's while he's putting in the, the pitch. I was like, that's not something I had thought about. That the guys who have it on their arm, like, yeah, they they kind of put their hand over it, kind of like how you would do your pin at the grocery store, you know? And right. they still have it covered up while they're doing it, but he is like full on concealed. He doesn't want anybody to see what he's doing. I I thought that was awesome. That was really smart. Um the it one is awesome. thing I did notice with that is there was another catcher I was watching today, I believe it was Salvi Perez. Mm-hmm. Um, he had it there too, but he went to block a ball and it, it flew off his leg. Oh, so there's a slight hazard with that. Interesting. Well, and if you're the pitcher, you're probably like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I wonder too, even like on the on the arm, because the guys have it on the top of their arm. When you go to block a ball as a catcher, you're exposing your forearm. Yeah. So, like the inside of your forearm. So it's not necessarily going to be what's going to hit the ball, but it still could. Could. I'm curious how many of these things are they're going to go through mm. in the course of a season. Dude, I haven't even thought about it that way. That's really insightful. Because I know know the Mariners aren't using it. Um, I didn't pay close enough attention to see if the Twins were using it this weekend or even today. Um, But I think they were using it. I think the Diamondbacks were using it when I was at the game on Sunday. Mm. Um, It goes faster. That's for sure, though. It really does go faster. It's, yeah. And it's going to add up how much time yeah. is saved between pitches, and it's going to it's going to be really good, I think. I, in fact, speaking of that, I was um, I got a little bit behind on my radio broadcast yesterday during the third game of the Yankees Red Sox, and so about the eighth inning, I think I got a phone call, but the MLB app paused the game for me where I picked up my phone call, mm-hmm. so I was able to reaccess the feed, which I did not know it did this for me. I reaccessed the feed, and I was able to just hit the advanced 10 second button uh-huh. and I would hit it twice. It, it got so repetitive. I just went beep, beep, it hit it twice. And it was the next pitch every time. So at least during that, the latter half of that game, there was about 20 seconds between each pitch. Well, that's what it's and, supposed to be. Right. That's, and that's, I feel like that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think, I think it'll be, I think it's next year when we're going to see the pitch clock come in. And so it'll be even more, even more uh, timed like that. Uh, dude, I went to I a Louisville Bats game, and the dude was throwing the pitches at like four seconds left, three seconds left. Like mm-hmm. it was making me uncomfortable the whole time. There's no reason for it. Like none. <laughs> they, everybody was ready. It was 
it was just, I don't know, it was weird. <laughs> just the whole well, interaction and, felt weird. There are some pitchers, there are some pitchers who do kind of dink around like that. You know, I don't want to say dink around, but they take their time. Like yeah. there's, uh, they always comment on it on the Mariners radio, radio broadcast. They'll be like, yeah. well, we got so-and-so and so-and-so going tomorrow. Uh, so you can schedule an early dinner because we're going to be out of here early or so-and-so and so-and-so and so uh, yeah. pack pack a lunch because we're going to be here all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Apple TV had their MLB debut, and apparently it was a abysmal failure. As far as the broadcast goes, Boomer Esiason actually said it's unlistenable. That's what he said. And then a bunch of people from around the Twitterverse which is not my domain because I'm a curmudgeon, but Brad loves it. And um, Dave Poole, who's at two underscore ring underscore circus, said on Twitter, it's, I love that name, by the way, the handle. It sounds more like a radio station morning show than a baseball broadcast. This is pretty bad, end quote. So Dave Poole, if you're listening, uh, jump in and, and let us know. But um did you did you tune in? I, I I obviously didn't, but so I did. I didn't watch the Nats and Mets game, and I feel like that's where most of the issue came from. Is that the, okay. the team they had doing that was not good? Uh, the yeah. team doing the Astros and Angels, I didn't think it was too bad. I like Katie Nolan, so I was entertained. Um, I like her style, so I was yeah. fine with her. Um, for the most part, it was good. Hunter Pence was fine. Um, the presentation, though, like if you don't like what they're saying, just freaking mute it. That's what I say. Like, don't listen to them. Just watch the game. That yeah, I know a lot of people that do that because that that's how I watch ninety percent of games anyway. Because there's so much yeah. stuff going on around me in the uh, in the house, I can't yeah. hear what's going on, so I just mute it. Right. Um, the presentation was really good. The visual, um, right? All the graphics and well, the, the graphics, yeah. the cinematography of all of it, like some of the shots that they were that they were using, it felt like they were like okay. MLB the show does this angle. Mm-hmm. Let's replicate it. Which was really cool. cool. Okay. It was awesome. They they kind of took the video game cutscene and applied it to real life, and it was huh. awesome. It looked really good. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to jump in and, and watch the next one. Um because that sounds appealing, honestly. Yeah, I thought that that part of it was really good because, like, I got on, I got on Twitter, and I was like, "Man, all these people are complaining. Like, it's not, it's really not like too bad." But then I saw they were talking about the the mat, uh, the mats and the nets, the nats and the mets. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that would be hard. And I was like, okay, yeah, I uh, I didn't watch that game, but but I felt like I felt like the Angels and Astros game was fine. But I guess you're going to get more opinion from the East Coast. Then the West Coast is what's going to get the attention, and the negativity is going to get the attention too. Always, for sure. So, I don't know. I think, and here's the I don't know who did that game, but if it's Scott Brown, I will mute it every time anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who did it either. He was doing the uh, YouTube games last year. Yeah. And everybody's always like, golly, this guy's so bad. I'm like, yes, he is. He is the <laughs> reason I stopped listening to the Baseball and Chill podcast with Higgin Kelly Nash because I couldn't stand oh, yeah. him. Like, right, he's the worst. Terrible. But that's anyway. amazing. This this is quite the stance you're taking, Brad. Uh, did <laughs> you do? Did you tune? Yeah. Did you what? <laughs> I was firmly dug into the sand on this one, break. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Just right, stuck in that box. Um, did you do K Rod? I didn't. I actually forgot that it was on. I wanted to watch it. I was like, so oh, did shoot. I? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that just forgot. 
but so this is this is the one thing that I that I heard today. So I was listening to Dan Patrick like I do every day, and and they were talking about it, and they're like, okay, so they wanted to replicate the Manning cast with the Manning brothers yeah. for baseball. Like that's the point of this. But you're not going to get that if you have a professional play-by-play guy with a former player. You have to you have to let two former players do it. So, and it has to be two former players who have chemistry. The Mannings are brothers. Right. Right. So they're going to pick on it's, each other and stuff like that. They have, yeah. they have a relationship that you cannot fake. But right. you've, you've got to have two players do it if you're going to do it. And it's going to be legitimate. You can't have you can't have Michael K come in and do it. It's not going to be the same. But I, I am going to watch it this week and see how it goes. And I love Michael K. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've been oh, he does a great job. fan for a long time. He's absolutely phenomenal. But you're right. That informal dynamic is just not going to come through as much. You I would what? love to see uh, David Cohn loosen up a little bit and do something like this, but I want to see a rotating cast. I don't know if we brought that up last time we talked about this, Mm-mm. but I think if they had a cast, if they had dynamic duos and they had four duos and they rotated one a month, we get one team a month and we get like, well, I want a hitter power, a power hitter position player, all-star. And I want a pitcher. Like I want to see Poppy and uh, Pedro. At the same time, that would be That'd that be would awesome. be fantastic, right? If, if you got if you got Paul O'Neill and David Cohn at the same time, that would be really cool. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you could get, mm. I don't know, even Pete Rose and I don't know, get somebody <laughs> else. That would be, you know, Pete. I want Pete Rose and Snoop Dogg. That's what I want. <laughs> it just hit me. I want Pete Rose and Snoop. Dogg so th- this is this is the thing baseball. we're looking for, Brig. When it comes down to the thing that we're all looking for is not quite so much polish. That's right. We want raw. Right? Yes. You know who would... Informal. So if, if ESPN wants to get a name to put with A-Rod in the box and somebody who appeals to people, do you know who they should use? It's not J-Lo. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. John Boy. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. That would be incredible, actually. John Boy and A-Rod? That'd be cool. Yeah, that would I, be cool. I think it would be a lot of fun. I th- mm. People love the way he talks about baseball, and I'm he does a great job. Me Outstanding. Too. I love what he does. Yeah, I'd actually yeah. keep the volume up. Yeah, and it would be fun to see a more a, le- a far less formal experience with a Rod, who I I think is getting reps in and moving more formal. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would be its own dynamic if they both stuck in their lanes stayed in their lanes or Mm -hmm. if a rod would kind of dismantle his formality a little bit and see him kind of mellow out uh that'd be really cool Uh, brad that's a really cool idea i don't know maybe we need to like put that into the twitterverse or something and see if it gets some traction into the universe yeah exactly tell me um we're gonna move on here I broadcast a lot of the – when I watch baseball, I do it on the app, the MLB TV app, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got this this rotating cast of of like three ads. <laughs> they do the yeah. same three ads <laughs> yeah. every time, and it's just abysmal. It's just terrible. But they've started doing Baseball Zen. And this – let's just explain to everybody. Baseball Zen is a 30-second se- uh, slow-motion graphics – video graphics in the background superimposed upon which is a diamond with all three bases and home plate at the bottom that gets filled in like they're doing the chalk lines 
in also slow motion. And it kind of feels like a loading screen on a video game or yeah. like a like a countdown clock, like an egg timer type thing. But it's all slow-mo baseball. Like it's like an ASMR thing. Stuff. Yeah, it's like an ASMR thing. Yep. Anyway, it's super cool. I dig it. What do you think? I like it a lot. Um, like I said, I don't watch a whole lot of baseball with the sound on. But I do have it on during uh, during day games when I'm working. Yeah. And Baseball Zen is perfect when you're working. Yeah. Like, if they did a YouTube channel of just, like, three hours of Baseball Zen, I would have it on when there's not baseball <laughs> just to get the sound. Because there's one that's the sound of the rain. Yeah. Um, there's another one that's the sound of a pitch. There's a crack of a bat with a play. The one yeah. that does sound like fingernails on a chalkboard to me is the uh, the chalk roller. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. It's the squeaky wheels on the chalk roller because they all sound like that. And they do. it's yeah. it's like fingernails on the chalkboard to me. I can't handle that one. But so one of the things that I do, I'm really into mindfulness, mindfulness practices. And I looked up at the screen the first time I saw it and I was like, what the heck is this? And then it hit me and my worlds collided. <laughs> it was like I got baseball <laughs> and I got mindfulness and it all just went boom and this like superconductor in my brain right so now what i do when i get baseballs in on the tv is i track my breathing with the chalk line as it progresses around the diamond and so Mm. it gives it kind of forces me or invites me or whatever language you want to use it invites me to take a breath a couple of breaths be present so i try to breathe in you you have to catch it but i try to breathe in on the way to first base I breathe out on the way to second. I breathe in on the way to third and then back to home. I breathe back out. And it's a, and it's just kind of, I can, I don't even have to close my eyes because the visuals are so appealing, but mm-hmm. it just is a way to center myself. I know that sounds hippie and some of you are going to be totally against it, <laughs> but that's okay. One day you'll figure it out. <laughs> that's that's, what, well, that's so one of the things that I do with it. I just, I just take it as a, as like a, you know, 30 seconds to just like, not focus on anything around me. Yeah. That's kind of my Zen moment. Just same. And mostly, I, mostly I watch the chalk line because that's really satisfying. Is watch the chalk it line. It is go satisfying. Around. So it really is. So uh, the, let's go from the most Zen baseball thing to the least Zen baseball thing. The <laughs> benches, the benches cleared at Wrigley. Could you imagine <laughs> baseball? A, a slow motion brawl. No. <laughs> oh, here, here comes Rugi Odor. Just like it. <laughs> oh, the I'm calling MLB. The punch is the That's... Zen moment. <laughs> Thirty seconds of his fist flying in, or Bryce Harper's batting helmet going off to first base. <laughs> somebody, somebody, you who wasn't that sent that Bryce Harper parody. hype video? <laughs> somebody sent that hype video about Bryce Harper was it this morning. I think it was this morning. Yeah, Yeah, it was. And and it was so convenient because the way it was edited, Bryce Harper chases, he runs to to the mound and he throws his helmet. And then right as it happens, a graphic with with words comes up over it to obscure, to (laughs) not obscure, but obstruct our ability to see where the traveling pathway of the helmet went. Oh, so it looked like he threw it on there. I was like, this is some high quality editing. This is great. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) 
Sorry. Anyway, there were benches cleared at Wrigley. Oh, yeah, um, they did. <laughs> Cubs pitcher Keegan Thompson hit Andrew McCutcheon intentionally. Now, this is the thing here, is that the Brewers have been hitting the Cubs incessantly over the last, what, like two, three years? At least three years. They've hit yeah. them 27, 28 times over, over this time. I think it's over the last two years. Wilson Contreras has been hit 15 of those times. That's right. He has. Yeah. Which is absolutely absurd. But then Keegan Thompson gets suspended for three games. Yep. It's like, what? That's so I'm pretty... <laughs> bass backwards, Brick. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to do oh. with it. Besides the it's it's oh, man. it's the kid hitting kid A hitting kid B, kid B hitting yeah. kid A back, and then kid B getting put in timeout. That's right. It's exactly they're what the ones is. that get they get noticed. Yeah, the retaliation's always the yeah. problem. Always get caught. Yeah. It's but it's um, absurd. <laughs> I think even David Ross got suspended for a day or something <laughs> because of his I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm sure he was beside himself and was not encouraging anybody to get back in the dugout. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's probably right up in there, which is yeah. one thing I love about David Ross. Anyway, uh, Gary Sanchez is. Uh, well, we all know how I feel off. about Gary Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> he plays for the Twins now, which is just glorious information. But he <laughs> he thought for sure he'd hit a bomb, and uh, he well so. <laughs> Context, context, real quick. Sorry, can't so, even, can't even okay, so this is the twins. It's twins and Mariners. That's why I know exactly what happened here. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, the bottom ahead. of the ninth, two outs, runner on first in a two to one ball game. He thought he just walked it off, but with the way he flipped his bat, <laughs> premature <laughs> flipulation, you would have thought it was going upper deck. Instead, it was caught at the warning track by Jesse Winker. But I will say this. I had a minor anxiety attack as that ball was in the air because I thought that it was going to come down to Jesse Winker's ability to climb the wall for the Mariners to win that game. Right. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because I knew it wasn't super gone, right? I knew it was going to be yeah, close. Yeah, for sure. Right. I was like, no. It's just going to go into the first row. I'm going to lose this just, game. Just by that much. But he made the catch. Game over. Mariners won. At the time, they were on pace for 162 and 0, and then they lost two in a row, two and two. But whatever. It Dang. is what it is. Break. It's early. Everybody was on pace for 162 and 0 a couple days ago. Anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> okay. last thing, and then we'll take a break. Uh, the Durham Bulls are the AAA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays, and they came out with a new uniform that is a tip of the cap to their history which has now been 25 years long with uh affiliations with tampa bay my and they're sweet i mean i hate them because i hate the original tampa bay like the rainbow rainbow color color thing i it's not my thing i think i just don't like them but i do appreciate the move here from a public relations standpoint now because if you go all the way back to just a couple years ago when they were realigning everything, all the geographical, uh, you know, realignments with minor Mm -hmm. league baseball, they lopped off the rookie league and now it's independent ball, all this stuff. I wonder if this is not a big fat thank you. If this is not like, don't forget, we love you and you love us, right? (laughs) (laughs) It could be. (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, I that's I'm not in love with it. Just like you said, like the the look of it. Yeah. But it's it is cool that they did it, right? That they went and they they made those uniforms. But uh, no, it was funny because I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh! I shared it with the Facebook group. I was like, let it rip, and everybody's like, I think it's super cool. I'm like, yeah, oh, I, was waiting, I was waiting for Brig to come in. Mostly, I did. I, I posted did. two I... throw up gifts in a row. I just needed to tip the scales back. Anyway, baseball family. Before we go, uh, don't forget that you can jump on Patreon and support the podcast. We have three tiers: five dollars, ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Comes with a bunch of perks, including. Um, the bullpen cut, which is our kind of adult version. It's the R-rated version of the show, I guess you could say. You also have access to some of our production planning before the show and more. So jump on there. And with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about City Connect jerseys. We have seven teams getting jerseys this year. Two have been released and we'll update you in just a minute. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So we have some City Connect jerseys to talk about. Um, Brig and I are massive jersey nerds. I mean, we sell t-shirts. We love clothes. Let's be honest. Like, let's it, be it honest. all fits. So uh, we had some City Connect jerseys come out over the last couple weeks. So we have not really had a chance to talk talk about. Um, but we are going to recap last year real quick. For those of you watching on the YouTubes, you can see we have all seven from last year. We had Boston, Miami the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, and the Dodgers all released their their uniforms. Personally, I think the Miami one is the strongest. Looks outstanding with the red and the pinstripes. Which one did you like the best, Brig? Southside Chicago, for sure. Chicago White Sox is the strongest. Yep. Yeah, and and I that's a very, very close second. Somebody the other day, I can't remember who it was on our on our fantasy baseball feed, said that that was like straight up 90s gangster rap. I was like, that's exactly what it is, dude. You are right. That's exactly what that is. Um, So last year they came out pretty strong for the most part. Not a big fan of the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers was a little lazy, a little bit confused by the Wrigleyville one, uh, just as a whole concept. But yeah, the Dodgers ones look like pajamas. (laughs) They do. They do. And they are very lazy with it because they just went uh, dull years. Yeah. The the Giants ones looked better in person than they did on the presentation. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan, but then I, I kind of warmed to them, but the Boston mm-hmm. ones, I think they suck. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. I know the marathon and all that crap, but I think they suck. Well, the hats look like they're UCLA Bruins hats. Right. Yeah. It just all, so, yeah. I don't know. It's not my favorite, but you not know, good. we got more, we got more to talk about. We do. So let's get into real quick. First, the first one that was released was. Yeah. The Washington Nationals that came out a couple weeks before opening day, and then yeah. they they actually debuted them opening weekend. Uh, yeah. I know they wore them Saturday. I don't think they wore them Sunday, but I think my first my initial uh, impression was not good. I didn't like it. Hmm. 
but then they grew on me and I thought they looked great on the field. Right. Yeah, they did. And so we have a couple of them. We have a couple pictures of them up on YouTube right now. You can see them. They're like gray. It looks like it looks like uh, like an old wool jersey. Right, like a rough hewn homespun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- with a big WSH on the front with cherry blossoms on the left side, just below the H. Then the hat um, is navy blue with a white white. W with kind of like a pink sh- drop shadow behind it yeah, with cherry yep. blossoms behind it. And then on the side, there's a cherry tree and it looks great. And then oh, the helmets are they killer. The, they are killer. And the helmets, they put the, the cherry tree on the back nice. and the socks look um, presidential. Yeah, Is that the word? I think so. Yeah. They're kind of that. They're that same gray with two stripes and three stars. They look yeah. awesome. I don't hate them. I think it's the least impressive part of the ensemble, but I don't, I didn't hate them. I think they, they rounded out it. The whole thing is soft. The whole thing is a little bit understated, but I like that about it. Right. Like the bright pink on gray is never going to miss ever. Mm -hmm. So there was just mostly it was really well done. It was. And, and my first thought was like, man, they could have gone like really radical with like red, red, white, and blue, you know, done something with an Eagle, like used, brought the mascot in. Yeah. Uh, so I was, a, I think I was just a little bit disappointed at first, but then looking at it more, I thought it was great and it looked outstanding on the field, especially with since they went with the white pants. The white pants are killer. Oh, it looked so good with the white pants. Just stick with white and gray pants. Don't go with the little league colored pants. Speaking <laughs> of which, Brig, it's <laughs> great. The Astros released their <laughs> City Connect. You're, uniforms you're, this you're week. amazing at this <laughs> <laughs> thank you that was so good <laughs> so let's look at the jersey first let's let's okay. go on youtube let's go just with the jersey to start so they're navy blue with like a tequila sunrise trim right like they are yeah like the trim that goes down the down the buttons and then they used the nasa font to put space city across the front yep um that I think is super cool. Honestly, like I get Houston Space City. Yeah. Um, Space City to me seems a little Looney Tooney. Right. Um, I would have I would have preferred to just see Houston or Astros on it. Um, mm. but I get it. It's a city, it's a city connect. Yeah, it's the nickname. It's fine. It's all true, Brad. Everything you said. Don't forget the sleeves that you pointed out to me actually have a grid pattern on them. Mm-hmm. That uh, we see here is inspired by mission control monitors and solar array. And I think that's pretty neat. That See, this is the thing I love about these City Connect is that they're really, they're going deep and they're thinking hard mm-hmm. about it. Everything, most of it is really well thought out. The hats are yeah. also really impressive because they've kept their H and they've kept the star behind it. But it's mm-hmm. so, it's so, the star behind it is in that tequila sunrise gradient. And then there's this swooping, um, looks orbital. like an orbiting baseball, baseball. Exactly, yeah, and it's and it's awesome. It's on this oblong oval shape that kind of encompasses everything behind the H. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. The hats are totally on point. They should keep the hats, honestly. They should. That should be an like, alternate. Yeah, because they look great. They look really, really good. I actually um, love the the Houston City Connect jerseys. I'm just I'm gonna call it right now. I love them. 
I think they're great. Like I said, the only issue is the nickname for me, but that's because I'm not from there. I think right. So I I but love this, it. I think the it looks colors, great. Man, they cut those. They kept that tequila sunrise thing in there, but it, they made it a gradient instead mm-hmm. of those bars like in the old '90s jerseys. Yeah, and even before yeah. then, the '80s and '90s. But yeah, love it. Dude. And today, um, yeah, but this is the highlight for me though. So they did go with navy blue pants. That's my only issue. Go with white. It would yeah, but don't you love pop. the number on the hip? I do love the number on the hip. That's outstanding because that's such an old school thing, and I think it's super cool. They need to bring it back. It needs to they be a need permanent to bring it thing. I agree. But look at Jose Altuve's socks. Yeah, those are outstanding. They another are tequila sunrise orange up gradient to the knee is yellow, and they look yeah. awesome. They it look so like good. each one of them was hand dipped. And then they like dipped the sock in the dye and let the dye rise up the sock. And then mm-hmm. they pulled them out before it bled too far. Like that's what it looks like. This they're super cool. Yeah, they're awesome. I think they yeah. did a great job with those. Those are amazing. Overall rating, Brad. Give give uh Houston and Washington out of ten. What are you rating these? So originally, I would have given Washington probably a two, but I'm going to give them an eight. Just because wow. I do still think that maybe they should have done something more to do with like the national side of it. But at the same time, like like I said, I, I'm not from this. I've never been to Washington, D.C., honestly. Right. So I don't know about the rose blossoms, but it does look cool. The, the purple, the pink on the gray does look really good and seeing them on the field they looked awesome so i i bumped it up to an eight see and i th- i love that they stayed all the way away from anything political that's my jam but personally that's just yeah. my that's my lane i'm gonna give them a seven seven yeah. out of ten it's like a six and a half in real life but since i'm not gonna do a half i'll go ahead and bump it to a seven mm. the uh the houston ones for me though i'm giving them a a full-blown eight and a half, nine, probably a nine, honestly. Yeah. I'd probably give them a nine. Um, I think visually they look great. They're going to look awesome on the field. Yeah, they are. They're going to look so good on TV. Um, I'm, I'm really excited when they debut those. That'll be, that'll be really cool. So that is two of the seven total that we're going to see this year. Um, next, we're going to have the Colorado Rockies. Now, Brig, this is something that could be really interesting because we saw the, I mean, obviously we saw the All-Star game in yeah. in Denver last year. And sometimes they can, I feel like they could tease because they do their own custom jerseys for that. And we could get a little right. bit of a tease from what we saw last year. Is there anything in particular that you think we might see or you'd like to see uh, with the Rockies City Connect jerseys? Yeah. Okay. So I did a little bit of research on this. And what I want to see is a green color scheme. Now, mm. all of you are at home laughing because of legalized marijuana. That is not why <laughs> I chose <laughs> green. Although that doesn't hurt as a bonus, as a bonus reason to give them green jerseys. But um, that's not why. I, I did a little bit of research. They have over 200 parks within the city limits of Denver itself. That's astonishing. And then up on the mountainside, because they're right beside the Rocky Mountains, there are 200 acres, or excuse me, 200,000 acres of green land, of of, of nature preserve land, etc. Um, and they even have their own protected buffalo herd. Or is it a bison herd? 
bro? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I read Buffalo. Okay. All right. Maybe so in my Buffalo. notes, I took Buffalo down. Okay. <laughs> but if you want to enlighten us later, that'd be great. Just not right now. Um, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> Just kidding. But I, that's why I want to see something green. I also think that it would be a fun departure from purple and black. Those colors that they've been working with, I think, are really hard to work with. We've, even in our efforts to um, pay homage to Colorado's baseball team, we, it's it's not easy. So um, with the black and the purple, I think we get all the way away from that and kind of pull a Boston where we get that that baby blue, royal blue, yellow combination. Um, if we can get something something fun, something green. I think it would be totally different for them. And it would be totally different in the league, totally different than anything we've seen from Nike so far as well. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping for. What about you? You got anything you're, you're hoping to see? So I do, I do want to see him get away from the purple and black. Um, just cause sometimes the color schemes get a little, little stale and it's yeah. fun to mix it up. You know, like, so yeah. I can see why they did that with Boston, like you just mentioned, mixing it right. up and, and pulling in something else. I think that, honestly, they're going to pull something from the flag because they've done that already with some of their other hats, some of their alternate hats. Yeah. And I think that they're going to go red, go red, white, and royal blue and with, yeah. like, a yellow accent in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily know what they're going to do as far as like a logo or anything like that, like on their hat. Um, it might just be that C it might, it might honestly end up looking like a Cubs hat. I could it see might. it look, I could see them doing like a white front panel, a red C with the yellow sun in it or whatever that is, the yellow circle right. in it with yep. blue, with blue panels in the back and a blue bill. I could see them doing that, but I think it would look awesome. It would look it would awesome. Really cool. As Honestly, as long as they do white pants. <laughs> I'm gonna beat that to every death. Brad is always talking about those white pants. He wants the white <laughs> pants. Just put those white pants on. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and we come back. We're also gonna get into Kansas City, Milwaukee, Anaheim, and San Diego. Those are the rest of the teams up for this year. And we'll tell you what we think they should look like. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. We're continuing to talk about City Connect jerseys, and uh, we have four more teams that that we're going to see this year that we haven't gotten into quite yet. We have Kansas City, Milwaukee, Anaheim, or L.A., and uh, San Diego as well. Now, let's lead off with Kansas City. Um, I'm I want to I have some thoughts, Brig. Send them, dude. So do I. I, I want to I want to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, there, so there's a lot of really cool stuff they can do in Kansas city. Uh, they did the turn ahead, the clock, uh, jerseys like forever ago. Right. Yeah. They looked yep. really good. I thought they looked really cool, but I agree. this is what I want to see is I want to see a complete nod to the Kansas city monarchs. That's really what I want to see. Yeah. Go straight. Red. Yes. Make it. Yeah. 
make it a modern day Negro League uniform. You've yeah. got to have the accents on the seams of the hat. You got to. You've got to have KC. Yeah. Um, keep Royals, but put it in the Monarchs font. Ooh. Okay. But that's really what I want to see. Like I, I have got to see heavy influence from the Monarchs on the Royals uniforms. I love it. And, you know, part of me wanted to go that way with my opinions as well. But they've done a lot of Negro Leagues nods in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and even teams they invite into Kansas City, they have them, you know, pay homage yeah. to yeah. the Negro Leagues from their visiting cities as well. Well, I think it's going to be an everyday, every year thing with Juneteenth now, honestly. It needs to be. Because I it, know that Seattle's really doing the, the uh, Steelheads this year. Yeah, it needs to be. Here's what I uh, thought. I... So, I did some research on this as well. There are more barbecue joints in Kansas City than per capita than any other city in the United States. Which was pretty did you cool. get any barbecue the other day, by the way? Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> Making sure you're okay. doing your trip right, Brigham. Just checking in, that's all. Okay. Thanks, Brad. Um, <laughs> but yes, I did. I appreciate it. Sorry. I don't mean to be so sassy. That's the, that's the fatigue talking. Um <laughs> Kauffman Stadium, so Kauffman Stadium, which I visited for the first time a couple days ago, they have fountains in the outfield, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And it's and it's awesome, unless it's 25-mile-an-hour wind gusts are better, um, because even if you're sitting away from them, it, you're like, is it, rain, is it raining? <laughs> you're getting wet. It, it goes everywhere. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Keeps you warm. Uh, cool, I mean. But what I learned why there are so many fountains in the outfield, and that's because they have over 200 fountains in the city of Kansas City. Whoa, dang. There are over 200 Is there a nickname Fountain City? They are the city of fountains. That's the nickname. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought, okay. Okay, so if they're known for their fountains, which maybe is just a marketing gimmick, maybe it's the the heart of the city. I don't know. They're also, you you have to nod the Negro Leagues. You have to. Mm -hmm. So, but... It's also the birthplace of like truly international jazz. Like that's where mm. jazz got really, really big for the first time. Like Count Bassie and um, so, like some big, I don't want to get into it. But there's some big jazz history. 18th and Vine is where the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is, is and it is co-located with the Jazz Museum. It's, they're in the same building. Hmm, that's so cool. there's, huge history there so i'm trying to figure out how are you going to incorporate negro leagues but you're right with the juneteenth thing maybe they already do that and they stay away from it with the city connect so then give me something jazz and i think that it would be really cool to see them do a a bright prismatic purple thing because i feel i don't know why i feel like the color of jazz is purple maybe because i'm a utah jazz i was like the utah jazz yeah (laughs) that's gotta be it but i wonder if there's a way to to bring jazz into it somehow i'd love to see that um i just think that would be super cool so take the negro leagues uniform blocking Mm -hmm. and and throw in some fun jazz themed colors um and maybe do like they did with the with the cherry blossoms in Washington and do and do a I don't know a trumpet or something. I don't know. You could do whatever yeah. you want, but that's what that's I want to cool. see. That'd see be really music. cool. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah, man. I like it a lot. Thanks. All right, Brig. Go ahead and take us into Milwaukee. What do you want to see from the Milwaukee Brewers? Okay. I so this was the most fun I had researching. 
Okay. Okay. So have you ever been to Milwaukee? Never in my life. Milwaukee is the funkiest town. It's so <laughs> it's so different. And I as a and I've always felt that way, but as I was reading up on it, it, it became more clear why. Because obviously you have beer, right? Beer is right. the huge that, thing. And the where yeah. They're the brewers, the right? Country. That'd be yeah. super duh. So on top of that, so I asked myself, can you do beer, City Connect beer? I'm like, no, you can't. No, the answer is no. They do it every day, so they probably shouldn't do it. Right. So then did you also know that that's where a huge amount of Harley-Davidson production is? Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know if it's their uh, North American headquarters. I think it is. I know the museum is there, um, which is a really cool museum. If you're ever in Milwaukee and you get a chance to go to the Harley-Davidson Museum, do it. It's super interactive. They teach you all kinds of stuff you didn't even think you wanted to know. It's really cool. You get to play with different kind of engines and stuff like that, how they're built. So I'm thinking, okay, motorcycles. They're also known as the city of festivals. I guess they throw a party every chance they get, um, and that's cool. <laughs> but then, dude, I got into it a little deeper, and I found that there is now the people's flag of Milwaukee. I gotta look this up. I gotta see. It's this. called the People's Flag of Milwaukee. So here's what it here's what it looks like for you listening. I will maybe Brad can put something up on YouTube while I'm reading this out loud. But for those of you listening, here you go. It's symbolic of there's a sun rising over Lake Michigan, and that symbolizes a new day. This is all I'm quoting all of this. The light blue bars are the sun's reflection on Lake Michigan, and it represents. Uh, also the city's three rivers because there's three ri- intersecting rivers in milwaukee and then um it, this, milwaukee was also founded with three towns that abut against uh each other and then there's a gold top there you go the gold top represents the brewing history with the wheat and mm-hmm. then the sun is represented in white and that's indicative of peace hmm. and i'm thinking okay First of all, that's a tremendous amount of thought that went into that. If I'm Nike, I'm not going to try and reinvent anything. I'm going to take those colors. I'm going to take that color scheme. I'm going to take that color blocking. And I'm going to make something of it. So the yellow and blue is already the Brewers color scheme, right? Yeah. Like that specific navy blue they use. I, and to be yeah. completely honest with you, that navy blue and yellow, I'm not a big fan of the color yellow, but that's one of the best color schemes in baseball. In my it opinion. really is. The way they're like, doing it, it now is unbelievable. If the Mariners went throwback and used that color scheme, I would buy a hat, jersey, whatever I could get my hands on that day. <laughs> yeah. Because it looks <laughs> it's such a good color. And I've seen some Mariners stuff in that color, and it looks mm-hmm. really, really good. Totally. Um that being said, uh so I did some research myself, believe it or not. What you did, did not? Yeah, I did. I did. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, Milwaukee is known as the Cream City. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't get that far. <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's because they're yellow cream colored bricks that were first discovered there in the 19th century, according to wwm dot com. Anyway, Whoa. Okay. So use that color scheme because it's strong. But instead yeah. of going white, go with cream. Ooh. And I would say, I would say go white jersey with the light blue with some light blue trim, navy blue lettering with some yellow accents. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I don't know that you necessarily go too far into anything else. Like, like a lot of the the City Connect jerseys would go really, really deep in. Like we saw with the Washington Nationals, they specifically had the uh, the cherry blossom on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't 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 get it don't get messy, right? Maybe. Oh even yeah, like, what's, I agree. What's the what's the abbreviation for Milwaukee? Like what's the uh, the M K E M K E Cisco M K E across oh. across the front with that trim, and I think it would look really good. Just go kind of just go minimalistic with it. Don't go over the top. Don't get too crazy. Yeah. Um, but just incorporate those colors. You got to get the people's flag in there because that, I think that's an important thing because they're already doing that. But get the baby blue in there, and it will look really really good. But if you're gonna go cream jerseys, go ahead and go with cream pants, in my opinion. Oh yeah, duh. And if you're gonna, and I like the three, the the representation of three in the people's flags. It's in there a handful of times, a couple of times. Uh-huh. Um, I maybe three stripes down the pant leg, or three stripes across the sleeves, or you know yeah, something so, like that. So you know how you, sometimes you get that like it's not quite like an elastic, but it's a trim on the sleeve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do do three. Do like do a, a baby blue, navy blue, baby blue, or maybe even navy, navy blue, baby blue, and yellow. Yeah, on the sleeve, and then down, like you said, down the stripe on the on the side of the pants would look really yeah. cool. They did really that good. on LA's last year. They have one black band that kind of yeah. has the cuff. It's the cuff of the sleeve, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, right. Brad, tell me about Anaheim. Okay, now your wife's an Angels fan. She is an Angels fan. She grew up about fifteen minutes north of Angel Stadium. Um, I've spent a considerable amount of time down there visiting family. They no longer live there, so we don't go there anymore, unfortunately. But this is the thing is you've got to either incorporate the beach or Disneyland. Yeah! (laughs) Yes! Now, I don't know. So, Brig, you and I were talking before the show started about uh, proposed City Connect for the Astros. And we said that it looked like Looney Tunes. Looked like if if Space Jam were a baseball movie, this is what they would wear, right? right. That's my only problem with Disneyland is it's going to look like Mickey Mouse, right? And that yes. And I don't feel like that would sell because Disneyland they sell their own baseball jerseys. I used to have a Goofy one and looked awesome. I loved it, mm, but I don't nice. necessarily want to see that on on a field. So what I'm saying is go to the beach. You're not far from the ocean. Bring in the beach. Go with a sunset color. Don't quite go with the tequila sunrise color of the Astros, but go with more of like really mix it up and go with like deep purples or like a nice orange and pink. Yeah. 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 Go with pastels because that's forbidden vibes. Forbidden Forbidden vibes. vibes. That's that's it right there. You're right. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. We need forbidden vibes. Yes, one hundred percent. With that neon head. teal, that bright hot pink. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Think Go, Saved by the Bell. Think Saved by the Bell and eighties skateboarders. Yeah, yes. That's what they need. That's what they need, right? There. And you know that you know that design from the from the eighties where it's squiggly and it's and teal the, and the with purple and their little bumpy wave top triangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just like that. And and here's the kicker, the jersey has to say Anaheim. Oh, dude! If they has say to. anything but Anaheim, I'm gonna go up. I will be up in arms. 
I'll go berserk. These I'll be arms. honest with you. <laughs> be so mad. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. I had a, I I did a bunch of research on this too, but but we've already agreed that that's what should happen. So we'll just keep going. Uh, right. Let's talk now last about San Diego. So do you mind if I jump in on this one first? Go for it. So San Diego, you could make the argument about the beach as well, but right. I'm saying no, because the one thing San Diego is known for is its military presence, right? Yep. Specifically the United States Navy. And yep. what I want to see is either dress whites or what they call their dress blues, which is a deep, 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 deep Navy, almost uh-huh. black top. And I want to see white pants. And I want the pants to have a gold braid down the each side, Ooh. down the like officer pants, um, something like that. I want to see gold brocade style looping, um, like naval officer designs up the sleeves, some something mm-hmm. like that. I want them to go full blown United States Navy on this one. Just rip off one of the uniforms and and go to town. That'd be awesome. So I too would love them to go with Navy with okay with the naval uh, influence. And I was actually talking about this the other day with Jewel because he's like, "What do you want to?" He's like, "What are some of the things that you want to see from these?" And I was like, "Funny, you should mention because that's what we're talking about this week." Nice. And I told him, I said, "They have to go Navy, like that. Like you said, that dark, dark, dark Navy." Yeah. I was like, the one thing I want to see is a fighter jet on a hat. Because I would buy totally. the hell out of that. <laughs> I would scoop it right yeah. up. Yes, you put and an everybody SD, else. Put an SD and a fighter jet on that mm. hat, and everybody in this country is wearing it. Because that would be outstanding. And I think it's funny that like mm. the Padres just went away from navy blue back to brown yeah. and, and gold, right? Yeah. But it's fitting in this situation to go back to the navy blue. And it's a little bit, it's different. It's, it's, it's darker. It's much darker. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like a throwback. But at the same time, like, they have to go. They have to go with the navy nod. They have to. Yeah. There's no other way to do it. Um, I can see them doing something battleship gray. Like that USS, mm. uh, like the aircraft carrier. You know what I'm talking about? That battleship gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget what is it the Ronald Reagan that's parked in the in... I can't remember. I think it is the Ronald Reagan. Anyway, the point is they could go with that battleship gray and that could be pretty neat. Um but they wear gray all the time anyway. So I would stay away from that unless you could get super cool with it, but I don't know. What if what if so the Washington Nationals their their gray is like um kind of it's like a heather. A, it's a heather heather. yeah because it looks more like so i i hate to go this way but it looks honestly like an old uh old military uniform from the 1800s specifically that's exactly what it looks like yeah that's what it's like so it's a it's a totally a homespun tweed kind of gray yeah and i wonder if they were to go with like a like a slate yeah so but anyway dude that's super cool I'm excited to see. Uh, unfortunately, there's there doesn't seem to be a, a release dates on any of these, so we don't know when we're going to get them, um, unless mm-hmm. they've released that in the last you know two hours. But <laughs> Brad's going to look really quick. But the point is, um, we are really excited about these, and we hope that we're not the only ones. We don't think we are, 
Otherwise, Nike wouldn't be doing it. Super duh. But baseball family, what do you think? What what color schemes do you want to see? Especially if you're from one of these cities and we've totally, totally missed the mark. I don't think we did, but, um, you know, come at us. Like, fight us about it. Like, you can jump <laughs> on the baseballtogether.com and drop us a line. You can leave us a voicemail and let us know if we totally botched representing your your team in your city in some way. Um or if we totally nailed it. I mean, honestly, we'd prefer to hear that. Super duh. <laughs> yeah. But pretty much. <laughs> but anyway, but don't forget to jump on the shop as well, nineplus.com. Spell it out, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. You can get the awesome stuff we're wearing. I like we said, I have my my perfect hat. Briggs got his 42 shirt on. Got Jackie Robinson Day coming up. It's gonna be awesome. Very excited. Yeah. But don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think about it. Everything we're doing. But uh, baseball family with that. We will catch you next week.